So I can say with certainty, Richard Love is by far the most masculine guest I've ever had on the podcast. He's an extremely interesting individual, harkens from the Arctic Rangers and currently living in Costa Rica, but traveling the world. Fascinating individual. Uh, we only had 45 minutes for this discussion, so hopefully we'll get a part two soon. And uh, I hope you enjoy because this is a truly remarkable human. Baron summits to the burning place. Each horizon is a new beginning. Rise and rain. Far from the fjords and the ice cold currents. Brother Savage, Richard Love, thank you for honoring us with your time. Yes. Oh my God, my pleasure. This is a great opportunity. I am so grateful to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you, and thank you for uh, calling out Liver King, because that is actually how I ended up finding you. I don't remember if it was on Instagram or TikTok. Mm -hmm. um, you know, because I've got there's a series of fitness influencers or health influencers or whatever that I had followed. And that got sort of inserted into my stream. And then from there, the content was so entertaining, one. And then two, informative and inspirational. It was like, okay, this guy's, this guy's worth a follow for sure. And, uh, and you haven't disappointed yeah. since. The volume of content you put out also is really impressive. Yeah. Do you think well, so? You know, not everybody puts out enough things that are actually worth watching. I'll tell you one thing I missed though, because I went through right. and I scrolled back over like your most recent stuff um, over the last, let's call it six months. I miss the food binges. Where, where is the pile yeah. of deliciousness? Cause that, that was like my porn. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh my God. Thank you so much for the, the great feedback. And that is a good question. So when it comes to content creation uh, and what you just mentioned that I do put out a lot of content, some days I do, some days I don't. And that is all based upon how I feel and what the fuck I am doing. The content that comes out on all platforms are exactly what the fuck I am doing, okay? I am not trying to put out content to portray this image of who I would like to be and none of that shit. What you see is the real fucking deal. So we're going to circle back on that Liver King video uh, being one of those things that is a very, very good topic of discussion. So currently I am traveling. I am sitting in Miami here at the hotel and the food binging uh, videos seems to have disappeared, but it's basically not because I'm, you know, I'm not eating that way anymore. It's just that I don't have access to the same type of uh, quality of food uh, in Costa Rica, for example, compared to Miami. Miami was like straight to Whole Foods, get your tri-tip steak, pair that with your bananas, pair that with your yogurt. Everything was more accessible when I was living in Miami. Now we have 45 minutes to the closest grocery store on the mountain that we have established our uh, mountain cabin in Costa Rica. So that what you see is what you see. I will put down on my list that you would like to see some <laughs> more uh, food porn videos, and I will definitely do my best to serve you, Matt. But what I put out is the most authentic self for me. I am the content. I'm not trying to create content, meaning that what I say and share is exactly how I think and believe, and the way I love to train is exactly what I'm sharing. Um, I'm not pushing shit that I don't believe in. The partnerships that we have had 
and have are all because they're in alignment, and I do believe it offers the Savage Army a great amount By of value. By the way, speaking of which, the hostage tape, I thought that was the stupidest thing that I'd ever seen in my life, and then I tried it, and I was like, holy shit, I can't believe how well this works. You're absolutely right, Matt, and, and for many of us, when we first saw it, um, and that goes back to something that I do believe is a fundamental aspect of us being savages. If we have an open mind and an open heart, we will accomplish so much in life. So much contrast, and more contrast means more life, in my opinion. So, I'm, no, I'm really sorry, glad Matt, that you said open mind and open heart, because that's actually the original reason why I invited you on here. Because I follow lots of hyper-masculine influencers who are just fun to watch. But the premise of this podcast yes. is largely spiritually based. Uh, I had my own sort Beautiful. of like hyper-awakening a few years ago, and I realized that Beautiful. I was missing like 90% of my sort of feminine side. I buried it under a, a mountain of fear because the idea growing up in my household was if you're not masculine, then you're a, a pussy or you're gay or not that gay is bad, but like, well, actually the way my father talked, it was. Uh, and so it was just this notion yeah. that if you in any way tapped into your feminine side, you were less than, and you would be like excommunicated from the tribe kind of thing. And that became a pathology right. throughout my life. So one of the things that I really appreciated about how you approach things is you have sort of this a modern masculinity to how you think about like, what does it mean to be a man? What does it mean to take hold of that part of yourself? And at the same time, you have an open heart and you're willing to do stuff like this. For instance, you have no reason, like this is not in any meaningful way going to advance your career or the things that you're doing on a creative level. But the fact that you have such a, a place of giving inside of you that to me, that's a feminine trait, right? And I think that's a great thing. It's not a negative thing. This idea that you're meant to be one right. or the other, I think is part of what is like ripping our society apart. So I just wanted to comment on Yes, that is a very good point. Very good perspective indeed. And I do also believe that, um, like we said, with an open mind and open heart, um, you get to experience so much. Try to explore the world and the life with a closed mind and a closed heart. Like, what the fuck will you get out of life? It will be the same bullshit routine and blueprint that perhaps your parents have uh, portrayed for you. Like, this is life. But to be open-minded and open-hearted allowed me to see how other people are using a metal stick that they swing around their body. And I was like, that looks pretty fucking cool. I wonder what it will do for me. And then I realized, holy shit, this is transverse plane action. I never used to do a lot of core rotational movement, but being very linear in my training approach. So all of a sudden, we have a tool that you can utilize to increase mobility, to have a great strength and endurance type of session to get it with. And it's working my body in ways that I've never used it before. Of course, I'm going to try it. And if I share with you the first videos of me trying to swing a 360, oh my God. Looking back, I'm like, one, I'm very grateful that I did not injure myself. And why did I choose a 20 pound mace belt to begin with? So to highlight a few things of, of, of my services, we offer a mace belt training program called macebeltprogram.com solely so that people can get a head start and understand 12 fundamental movements and also receive programming. That didn't exist when I first started off. It was like trying to mimic somebody on Instagram 
And man, I'm grateful that I made it out alive from that. Your rotator cuffs are also grateful, I'm sure. Yeah, everybody. My, my whole existence is grateful. So, in case folks don't know who you are, I imagine most folks who see this will likely have come through a channel of yours. But for the folks who are who are joining through mine, you have a very interesting background. There's not a lot of Arctic rangers roaming the earth in general. Certainly not that many who have become influencers. Certainly even fewer who are blending the masculine and feminine and trying to raise the vibration of the collective through, you know, uplifting and getting people off their asses and, you know, opening their minds and hearts. So. Matt, Matt, you're hired, man. You're hired. We have a publicist <laughs> role available for you. Matt, holy shit. Holy shit. That sounded so well, good the way you described it's your it. your life as far I as I can tell. I gotta, I gotta have you. I gotta have you on speed dial, man. Whenever I'm, I'm feeling tired. not so great, Matt, listen. Please describe how you look <laughs> upon me again. <laughs> so, give a little bit of background on sort of what your life was like growing up and how you found yourself in the Arctic Rangers, because I can't imagine that that's a like, you know, fifty percent of people graduate high school and get into that, right? Like that seems like a pretty extreme way to decide to spend your twenties. Right. Uh, that's a very good question. First and foremost, my name is Richard Love. For you who are um, unfamiliar with my face, I'm a father of five with five different women. Uh, that's not true. I was just joking. Uh, when it comes to uh, me wanting to join the Arctic Ranger Division, so I was very active as a kid. Um, soccer, swimming, basketball, you name it, I tried to play it. And back in the days, like you and I know, there was no phones to, you know, keep us entertained. I think Game Boy was the most severe things of electronic device that I was uh, using. So you were out in nature all the time. So you grew kind of like an understanding of how your body can work and not work when you're climbing trees and when you're sprinting for a soccer ball or whatever it might be. So I was very competitive at an early age and I, you know, started to play basketball. I became part of the team. And I always felt as if, um, you know, being in a team is all great and whatnot. But if I'm not getting playtime, man, that is affecting me, who I am, because I know that I'm capable of so much more, right? So when I did graduate from high school yeah, in, in Sweden at the time, this depends and varies between the political parties. If doing your military service is, obli um, what is the word, mandatory or if it's voluntarily. It was mandatory at the time when I was graduating high school, so I wanted to do the most extreme that I could think of. Now, with that being said, I also tasted my first plate of defeat because at the time, being a kind of Swedish version of Navy SEALs where you learn how to dive, you learn how to ambush islands with a speedboat, um, that's what I wanted to do, uh, but I failed. During the test period, I had trained what I thought was significant amount, but what I didn't realize and what I didn't put into the equation, what happens when your body is supposed to be performing, when you're sleep deprived and food deprived? That was not something that I trained, and that was new to me. So after a full night of night not sleeping, to run a 10K sub 45 minutes was the test, and I failed miserably. So I got kicked out from the test period. I got a huge slap of humiliation and humbleness at a very early age. So I was like, okay, I really want to do this. I really want to be part of something extreme. The second extreme, not perhaps in that order, was to go to the northern part of Sweden where the sun does not appear during the entire month of January and the sun is up 
all day, every day during the month of June. This is in the northern part where you are above the Arctic Circle. It's a very extreme environment and hostile environment because during the winter it gets cold. We're talking negative 40 Celsius. I do not know how much that is in Fahrenheit yet. Um, and during the summertime you are bombarded by mosquitoes. It's rough living up there. So the first three months was all about training us to be able to handle the load and the backpack that we were about to then, and later on that year, <laughs> ski with. So the first three months was all about kind of like selecting between and having people fall off naturally because of X, Y, and C. So we were 600 kids at 18 years of age who took a train from Stockholm to the northern part of Sweden, which is an overnight 18-hour train ride. Nobody knew anyone. We were just destined to try to become Arctic Rangers, right? So you're sitting in small little, small little train, um, what would you say? It's small little rooms, basically with uh, three bunk beds on each side. And you're heading to something very much unknown. And what you've seen in, on TV, for example, where people here in the States are about to do basic training and they jump out of the buses and people are on them. The sergeants up there, they took it very, very easy. They knew exactly how we felt. They knew exactly how scary this was. So they were like, please, welcome. This is where you're going to be. And everybody was like freaking out <laughs> even more because of that fact. Like we had painted up this picture, you know, all of these expectations, they completely just cut that by the tree, about by the root. And that was kind of like the start of the entire 15 months that I spent in the northern part of Sweden in a place called Arvidsjaur. It's a, it's a very hard Swedish word to pronounce. It's an even nastier place to be at. But the first three months was all about the selective period. And I tried to do my very best to keep up. And I knew from failing at the first test, I had to train myself completely before joining the Arctic Ranger Division. I was sleeping uh, maybe two hours in a 48 time period. I didn't eat anything, nothing but what I found in the forest. I was out backpacking with as heavy as I could pack uh, my backpack. I was really wanting to commit to something so greater than myself. where do you think myself. that came from? Because I, I know a lot of teenage men, because I used to be one, so I was surrounded by them. And it is not the most common outcome that when you fall flat on your face in front of your peers and suffer what you call the humiliation, and I've been through several things like that myself, so I can appreciate this very specific term. What was your childhood like? Was it your parents? Was it some kind of strife? Like, What do you think built you into a, the type of young man that would go from that piece of humiliation to, you know what, I'm going to try something that's arguably even harder in a different direction because fuck it. Why not? Where do you think right. that came from? I, that's a very good question. And I think that that's, uh, there's different answers to that question. I want to start with like saying, for example, my mom, uh, she raised me by herself until I was eight years old. Then my dad came back into my life and I saw you sense as a kid, as a baby, when you're growing up, like you can sense that your mom is really doing her very best to put food on the table. Um, 
And I saw how she was struggling at times, you know, and I promised myself that my mom would never struggle again. Like at that age, I was like, you know what? I'm going to make sure that my mom never cries again. And then my dad came into the picture and it was the best thing. Like I have a dad, holy shit. And I looked up upon that and he was just amazing. You know, he was strong. He had finished his military training when he was younger and up kept, you know, the calisthenic basis of his physical appearance. And I just thought that he was the man. My mom started early on working as a police officer and my dad was working as a paramedic. So both of them had kind of like, you know, this uh, mentality of, you know, facing something that perhaps is not so pretty in society, the back, the backstage of society, you know, overdoses, people killing their kids by putting their kids Jesus in microwaves, Christ. like completely not cases. Oh, absolutely. I like the not cases of not cases taking place in Stockholm, you know, from horrible accidents taking place in traffic. Like I saw mom and dad, it's like they pushed through despite what they were feeling. They never spoke about how they went through an accident where two kids died and the dad, you know, survived and he was drunk or whatever it might be, right? So I just saw like this level of commitment to the course, no matter what. I didn't sense it at the time. I just, I was, I was around it. Now looking back at it and you asking me that question, I'm like, it's pretty fucking obvious that we saw things, but we kept on pushing through. So that was a foundation subconsciously that I realized like, we are gonna go through things, but if we have a desired outcome, that value that we value, we have to push through things to, to get that, to obtain So that. how did you end up meeting your now wife, who seems like she's a very big source of inspiration and support for you based on how you speak about her in in your other online forums how uh, how has come together absolutely that's a very good question so after i had been to afghanistan i was uh, recruited to uh, be part of a group of 30 men that went down to afghanistan to basically be part of the same type of environment that we had trained for so the hindukush mountain range in afghanistan sits at a very high altitude the snow is equally not sexy and the cold temperatures are equally horrifying to be part of so we were perfect in that sense to be part of that type of unit that would basically you know be part of uh, sometimes u.s forces go into a village identify an object um bomb it the fuck out and get out basically um, now with that being said am i proud of my time in war Yes and no. I don't believe anymore that, you know, fighting for peace is, you know, something that I wanted to be part of. I believe that I value my life tremendously more than be a little piece of a puzzle in a big political type of, you know, game. It's basically a game with human lives, right? And it's still going on. It's like on fighting repeat for peace in history. Is like fucking for so I decided, right. So, so I'm like, I don't want to be part of this. So I decided to pull out and two of my friends decided, you know what, let's head to Miami on a guy's trip, right? Or a boy's trip. And there, you know, at this hotel that we have chosen, that was um, an adult playground, uh, meaning that, you know, us Europeans showing up in tight shorts by the pool, realized that there's not a lot of men here. And I respect anyone who is gay, but I'm straight. So I was looking for women. And there was none whatsoever, but a lot of eyeballs looking at us. And there was a lot of free drinks during those two first days, um, which we took of advantage course. of, of course. 
<laughs> but that in that hotel, my wife at the, my wife was working as a spa coordinator. So she was about to have her last two days um, at this hotel called the Standard Spa in Miami. So I realized then and there, I told my friend, now that, now that is my future wife. And he was like, yeah, whatever. And I had a three second rule that I still follow where I, if I think something and I want to follow through in it, on it, I have three seconds to take action on it before Panic. it becomes, ah, uh, you know what, you actually smell like you had been out drinking the night before and doing drugs, which I had. Uh, you have not showered, which I hadn't. Uh, so all of those things occurred and appeared in front of me, but I was like all of a sudden in front of my wife. And I told her, I just wanted to show up here and ask and see if you looked as beautiful in the front as you do from behind. That was my that is first a line ass opener. in swing. Yeah, like perfect Swedish and English matched together and it didn't make any sense. And uh, she kind of had that expression on her face. So I got to my senses and I asked, uh, you know, I, I, I just wanted to uh, have the yoga program. Oh, you're into yoga, my wife asked. And I was like, yes. And she was like, what type of yoga are you interested in? And I was like, I did not even know that Whatever there was more type of do. yoga than one. Like, <laughs> yeah, more or less. So she was like, here's the program. And, uh, you know, if you want to do some yoga, this is uh, where we do it and blah, blah, blah. So basically, I came to my senses and I asked where she was from. And she said that she's from Trinidad and Tobago. And I had a friend in Stockholm where him and I, every year, there's an annual um uh, carnival, uh, what is it called? Um, carnival taking place in Trinidad where women are in feathers, in no clothes, and the rum is flowing. And back then there was DVDs that, you know, showcased that year's carnival. So him and I used to sit, you know, at a pregame at his house watching the carnival in Trinidad. So to, you know, to make a beautiful circle full, I told her, I know. Trinidad. I know that you guys have a carnival and I know how to whine and I started to show her how my hip can roll similarly to what I had seen and she busted out laughing and that was basically it. Do you ever <laughs> think about the provenance of the universe and how unlikely it was? Like how many things had to go right for you to show up in that spa on that day with her there? That's a very good question. And I oftentimes think about it. And I think that the reason why we ended up there was all about actions, actions towards what we do believe is worthy of our time, right? We are our actions. We're nothing else. We're not really who we think we are. We're not really what we say we are. We are our actions that we take on a daily basis. And I think that those action steps leads to something that either aligns us or unaligns us with the desire that we have. Now, desire or universal, you know, guidance, whatever you want to call it, I do believe that through now I believe in it. Before, when I was in the military, it was all about you don't feel what you feel. It's what you see. It's what you hear. Do not look for anything deeper. My wife then, after we had met, started to show me that there's levels to our existence and how manifestation works and how to attract things into your daily life simply by aligning yourself through action, but also through you know, manifestation. And I think that that is an undervalued source 
that I'm trying to do my best to spread that awareness around because it's not only about hard work. The more I get into this you know? space, the more I believe in the premise of manifestation. And it's funny because it actually has a pretty scientific basis if you believe that quantum mechanics are at play. And, and basically at, yeah. at the quantum level, we're constantly shifting realities by where our attention goes and our intention goes. And yes. so you can literally yes. vibrate your reality into what you want it to be if you give enough of your focus and attention and energy towards it. And we don't realize how much power we have. Absolutely. And I wish that she can be on a podcast with you as well, talking about would be manifestation only and ways to practice it and how to actually go about it. So that's perhaps something that we can discuss on a later note, but she, I know that she will be completely open towards it. What do you think we're it. doing here on this planet, in this universe, as whatever I... bizarre mix of energy and flesh and consciousness? Like, what the hell are we doing? I think that that's a very good question. And the more I have been thinking about it, the, the more scared mm. I become, but also the more I think about it, I completely discard the amount of, how should I put it? Like the problems that I seem to uh, have becomes so goddamn small when I put things in perspective. For example, you and I know that the smallest part of our existence uh, when it comes to molecules is an atom, right? Perhaps there's something even smaller, but let's take an atom because that's at least, you know, fourth grade science that I can relate to. An atom is basically super, super tiny, but space itself, if we look upon our globe from space, this is not about Earth being flat and not being flat and that type of argument. This is simply like if you've seen Earth from space, whether that is true or not, it looks like a globe. It looks like a small little atom, right? And space, how big is space? Well, space is infinite, they say. Infinite. With our galaxy of planets that we can see, it's just one out of an infinite number of galaxies. Like all of a sudden, our presence on this globe is just a small little atom, perhaps, if even that, in a greater universal existence. I'm like, this is fucking crazy. I don't even think that my mind can compute this level of greatness. But it puts my little problems that I'm walking around thinking about at like... Come on, that's fucking nonsense. Just enjoy your fucking time here, brother. If you want to do uh, something crazy, like have a drink at 9 a.m. in the morning, maybe you should do that. Or if you want to travel to somewhere that you've never been to before, maybe you should do that. Like, what I do know is that our existence right now is not guaranteed tomorrow. And I have really emphasized that these next 24 hours have never happened and they will never happen again. And our actions, like we spoke about before, are the only thing that defines us, which means, in my opinion, that there's a lot of freedom within that because I am not who I was yesterday or five years back. I am the actions that I take today, which means that I can set the trajectory for a whole new type of savage tomorrow. So in my opinion, we have a long fucking life if we dial it into every single 24 hours being appreciated, being present of 
you know, both our existence, other people's existence, but also how small our problems actually are. The only thing in life that I believe is really fucking hard is to lose out on friends and family that we truly fucking care about. The rest is a motherfucking that's, fluff show. That's a great pro. And I don't want to be a fluffer. <laughs> I don't want to be a fluffer. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> that could I be don't the want, title It's certainly going to be in the headline. There's no doubt in my mind. So how did you end up in Costa Rica? I have a lot of friends who I've either met online yeah. who are from there. I have several that I know in real life from Massachusetts who have moved there. It seems like it is drawing people like the strongest magnet on earth. What was it? Was it your wife? Was it yourself? How did you find yourselves down there? Miami is a fantastic city in many ways, but we had lived here for 14 years. And we realized that a year passing in Miami, there's not so much that changes to our daily routine. Now, we were fortunate to develop a bubble here in Miami that we greatly appreciated, which included, you know, being up with the sun as it's rising over the ocean, take a dip in the ocean, then create content in front of the gates at Valhalla in the southern part of the Miami Beach, um, then heading to Whole Foods, buying steak and shooting a video. You know what I mean? Like... It was very beautiful in a sense, but nothing happened. There was no contrast. The contrast that we experienced, all of us, was during COVID, how things got locked down in Miami. And we realized, you know what? We used to crave nature so much to the point where we drove from Miami to the middle central Florida called Ocala. And an area called Alexander Springs, which is a campground that is right next to a, a spring, right? So we used to camp out there for three days, always surrounded by people who were there to party. There was always some kind of commotion going on, right? People getting you know, fucked up and whatnot in nature. So we never really got what we wanted, but it was an escape away from Miami. We have always wanted to be in nature because we know that nature gives and cities take our energy. Nature, it just keeps on giving. It doesn't require you and me to continue to continue to flourishing. Definitely. It just wakes up every day. There's birds, there is leaves that are growing, fruits are being produced, vegetables are growing in the ground, you name it. It's just happening unconditionally. Hey, take part, submerge yourself in me, and I will continue to give energy back to you. Okay. Everyone, just like what you described, coming back from Costa Rica is saying, you know what, it's a fantastic country. We went and saw this, we went and did that. We were like, you know what, it's time. Let's get rid of our apartment. Let's put the stuff in our storage and let's go and explore for the next coming three months and see where that takes us. And that was exactly one year ago wow. to this date. We had a flight to Costa Rica. We had three months in a cabin, rustic cabin above the clouds. We chose to not be by the ocean because that's how we had been living in Miami for the longest. So that was not appealing to us. Heat, tropical heat was not appealing to us as well. And that's what the majority of people that goes right. to Costa Rica experience. They experience the rainforest, the Pacific, the Caribbean coast, They're the volcanoes perhaps, the northern part. For their cold plunge. <laughs> right, right. So we found this spot, right? And week First week, we're like, this is absolutely insane. Like sitting there, watching the sun come up behind the mountains at 5.30 in the morning. I was up at 5.30 in the morning, awake, 
I fell asleep when the sun set at 7.30 at night. During that day, we had cold temperatures in the morning, we have hot temperatures during the day, and we have rain for the next coming six hours from three onwards. So three different kinds of weather every single day. We're like, this is nature. This is nature in its cycle on a daily basis, and you're part of that. So we were like, this is absolutely incredible. So month after first month, we started to look for land. And in this village, there's 77 people, okay? Three families. The way they're living the life is the cow get milks in the morning. Uh, the eggs are picked in the morning. Uh, we make cheese. We collect uh, blackberries that is being sold at a market. You know, it's the way life has been for the longest for the majority of people. In 2023, coming from Miami, where you step onto the street and you have six different options on how to feed yourself, how to, you know, caffeinate yourself. And if you're hungry, you can always uh, order Uber Eats. Uh, you're surrounded by people on a daily basis. Coming to 77 people on a mountaintop was completely that contrast that we spoke about. And we spoke about this before, that the more contrast that we have, the more life we live. And then after month one, there was an opportunity to invest in a piece of land and a piece of property there. So we started that process. And then one thing just continued leading towards the other thing. And now, a year later, we are 35, 40% done with building a modern cabin at 9,000 feet, small, big outdoor terrace spaces, small internal space. We're looking to um, build a sauna as well. So slowly but surely, we're actually establishing what we can call a home because we do not have a home in Miami anymore. Right now, we are at a hotel. Uh, we will travel to Europe soon. Um, so right now, we're living a lifestyle that we've been working towards for the past 13, 14 years to be Incredible. able to have. That's, it's, Thank you. It's amazing that so many things have sort of come together. And I wonder how much of it is thanks to your three-second rule, right? That you just take action when it's time. Three-second three rule mm. and manifestation. My wife, have, she felt it and she was like, Richard, she opened up my mind. We were living here in Miami and working as a, as a personal trainer, training people out in nature, together with nature, like I've always believed in since I graduated from the Arctic Range Division, training top-of-the-top -top clients here that owns bank dealerships, like car dealerships, I, the top-of-the-top, changing their lives on a daily basis because I'm showing them what they're actually fucking capable of. It's not about <laughs> losing five pounds of body fat. You know, because I want to fit into my wedding dress. Like, that's not the type right. of client that we wanted to have. I had my clients for years, not for three months, years. Some of them for 10 years. At some point. Absolutely. I'm like pissed off at those motherfuckers thinking that they have to limit their existence because they can't, you know, swing 300 kettlebells. Well, we're going to fucking swing 300 kettlebells today. And if it takes through two hours, that's what's going to be required. But you're going to have a paradigm shift where you shift your perspective of your own capacity to perform any form of physical task. That's what my training was focused on with these clients. So what she did, she was like, Richard, this is all great. You have reached a level that you have been dreaming about. But if your client takes off, or if we take off, there's no income. You need to have a product that you stand by and stand for, which we developed into savagesandbags.com, our Savage Sandbags. We developed training programs around the five 
Savage Five tools that we work with, the Macebell, Kettlebell, Steel Club, Savage Rings, and Savage Sandbag. We have a membership for clients. We have one-on-one -on -one training together with me if they so want to. Like nowadays, we have established a location independency. That all comes from her opening up my mind again because I can do the same thing. I can eat the same type of food all day, every day. But what happens with that? There's no contrast to that living. And without that contrast, I, I think that the three-second rule in the manifestation and the contrast, the desire to have contrast, not everybody wants to have contrast in their life. They love it exactly the way it is. And I don't blame anyone. But I do believe that there's so much more for us to experience on, again, a daily basis. So, absolutely. Does that make any sense? And I fully agree with everything you just said. Um, speaking of so much more to experience, Costa Rica also reminds me of mystical experiences because they host a lot of retreats and it's a very spiritual place. Yes. Have you found yourself entangled with any of the plant medicine that they are serving down there? And if so, any any experiences you're willing to share about that? Absolutely. You know, I share everything authentically, straight from my heart. I have no filter, which is good and bad. But in reality, I just want to share because I'm not trying to pretend that I am somebody. I'm absolutely nobody. I have no idea who the fuck I am, but I like who I am becoming. That's usually my response to everyone who asks me, about who the fuck do you think you are calling people Little Pumpkin left and right? If you're triggered by Little Pumpkin, Bro. come on. <laughs> <laughs> So in Costa Rica, literally what we have been doing down there is aligning ourselves with nature, submerging ourselves in nature. And that has been so changing. It has been so life changing for us that we basically don't venture away from our little mountain village, except when we absolutely need food. So I haven't explored the Pacific coast, the Caribbean coast, the volcanoes. I haven't done shit. And when it comes to Costa Rica, for example, being a now turning into a great location to have, you know, medicinal experiences from nature, I'm, I'm a little bit against joining something that I perhaps think could be a little bit of a touristic, you know, like, oh, this is guided towards uh, retreats. Like, I'm a little bit like, I think it's so sacred that yeah. I don't want to dirty it by making yeah. it mainstream. Does that make any sense? But I also, but I also think that it should be mainstream because it's better than anything else that is mainstream that the government is pushing into our mouth holes. So at the same time, I'm like, fuck, if everybody took ayahuasca, the world will be completely fucking different. I don't have any personal experience with ayahuasca, but I have a profound experience with psilocybin. And that took place in Miami before we even left to Costa Rica. So to share a little bit more about that experience, I've heard that, you know, mushrooms does X, Y, and C. And some people listening to this may think that, oh, in college I did mushrooms and I got all fucked up and I saw weird shit and that's it. I don't find any form of need for mushrooms. In reality, nowadays in United States, it's becoming legal in states. It's being used in treatments for many different things that could definitely heal better than pharmaceutical drug, drugs again. So I wanted to try it. I was very curious. Again, open-minded and open-hearted to try new things, right? So I bought my share from somebody, Julio, who knows. Uh, he had some, um, what's called a, uh, it's a type of mushroom that is called, oh, what is Penis it called? Envy by chance? Yes, yes, yes. But these were oh, albino penis envy. 
supposedly, I had no idea. I was like, okay, well, I was gifted this bag in exchange for 50 bucks, right? And here I'm sitting with the bag. I don't know the dosage. So I'm like, I'm going to eat the whole fucking shit. Who cares? Like, it's just mushrooms. I have taken... I have, I have taken, I have done all kinds of drugs when I was younger. So I'm like, you know what? Cocaine, more than three lines, might be a little bit crazy. Um, doing, uh, you know, five pills of ecstasy might be a little bit crazy. But I don't have any reference when it comes to mushrooms. They're just fucking mushrooms. I love eating mushrooms. So I slammed down the whole bag. It was supposedly 6.5 grams. And uh, the first thing that hits, I went outside to a park that was close to us. Because I was like, you know, I've heard that the setting is important, that you, you know, set your intention with mushrooms. I was like, well, I just want to have a good time, you know. That was my intention. And my setting was, you know, instead of being at home, I can be in a, in a park, right? So the first thing that happened is that I started to get very nauseous, right? There's like, oh my God, everything is spinning tremendously. And I'm like, Wow. Like, I'm about to throw up, right? Like, I can't do it here. Like, I, oh, shit, what is going on? Like, I started to get nervous. Like, am I being, like, right. did I get intoxicated? What's going on? And then, all of a sudden, after that nausea passed, I feel like I stepped into a whole new dimension. When you start to look at your hand and you see how that life force is flowing through your hand, just as it is doing, you know, throughout the tree, on the grass, I'm like, this is so beautiful. And I just started to cry. I'm like, this is so beautiful. And think about this. I'm coming from Arctic training. You know, like, what you do what you say. Don't fucking feel. Just perform the task at hand. You know, if you kill a civilian, so be it. It's collateral fucking damage. You know, like, stay fucking hard. You know, like, don't feel. And then seeing this blissful experience of the world for the first time where I felt as if my mind was just really opening up to the fullest potential. And I'm starting to like really just loving my presence here on this planet, right here and right now. It's the best opportunity to dial into the very most present, present moment. There's nothing else that matters than right here and now. So it was raining at this park. I was there with our dog, Coco. And I saw her, the life force that was flowing through her as well. And I'm like, oh my God, you're so beautiful. You're so beautiful, right? And then there's this girl that appears out of the blue. And I'm like, I don't know if this is real or if it's not real. I can't really tell. But in this park, when it's raining hard, Miami summer rain, it's coming down on us hard. We're getting wet. She's like, hey, how are you? You know, um, is your dog friendly? And I just busted out crying. I'm like, oh, we're all friendly here. We're all friendly. <laughs> it, was, it was so beautiful. And it turns out that this girl, I love her to death. We have been speaking many times about this experience. She's like, you on mushrooms? <laughs> it was the best person that I could so ever lucky. meet during this experience, right? So she was like, you're doing great, you know, just, just a joy. Like, how do you like the colors? Like, what do you think? Like starting to talk to me and see how I experienced it. And the worriness that I had was like, that's going to pass, you know, let's just sit down and chill, you know, like everything is going to be fine. Oh my God, that. And then I walked home to my wife and I was still, you know, under the great influence. And I was like, 
I finally see you. I see you, my love. We have nothing. We don't need anything. You and I, we don't need anything. We have everything that we could ever dream of in each other. You and me. You know, it was like the purest form of love. It was the purest form of seeing your significant other. Seeing myself, the love that I have for myself, and the not so many things that I love about myself. It was so beautiful. Richard, I, um, I want to honor your time because I know you've got another commitment. I can't think of a more beautiful way to have, uh, to have concluded. Uh, I hope we have a chance to talk again in the future because you are a very interesting gentleman. Thank you. And I hope so too. And I know that we will. This Thank is a you. great beginning. Um, if you could leave the, the Savage Army with one message, what would it be? The Savage exists already within each and every one of us. I am not creating a Savage out of anyone. I'm just holding a space for each and every one to feel safe to align with that Savage. We are a global community. This is not about me. I'm an equal part of the Savage Army, just like you are, Matt. And the Savage already exists within us. The actions we take on a daily basis, we either align with that Savage or we don't align with that Savage. That choice is up to each and every one of us. Beautiful. Well, thank you, sir. Best of luck in your endeavors. I hope the cabin comes to fruition and I'm sure it will and it will manifest other things around it and look forward to checking in with you in the future. Thank you so much, Matt, for your time, for this opportunity. And I can't wait to share this podcast with more people because it's been amazing. Thanks, Richard. Thank you. Thank you.